This is the Brew and Buzz Live, a 30-minute interview show airing every week as a production of Bruin Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Jack Clements, and this week on the show, I'll be joined by assistant editor of the Shield yearbook, Clay Blanchard. She's a junior at St. Joe, and she'll be telling us all about what the yearbook staff has been doing during this coronavirus pandemic. Alrighty, welcome to the Bruin Buzz Live. Once again, I'm your host, Jack Clements. And, you know, the past few episodes we've been flushing the format of the show. Usually it's me, one-on-one, sitting across the table from a guest, and it's a full 30-minute interview. But we've had to kind of change things up due to the coronavirus. Had to uh, improvise and adapt at a Bruin Broadcasting Network. Everything's being done remotely. Our newscast, Brewing News Now, everybody is filming a little piece of it from their house and we're compiling it together. And then shows like this, I'm having to take in call-in interviews. So it gets a little bit crazy sometimes, but we really appreciate y'all's continued support, y'all's continued views and listens. Just, you know, stay tuned because we will keep you up to date with the latest news at St. Joe. Now, I know you're thinking just like I was, what do they have to report on since they're not in school? Well, there's actually quite a bit going on, uh, even still, especially with the journalism programs. Like, you're probably thinking, everything got canceled, what's your book doing? Well, I'll have all that for you and more in Clay's interview later in the show. But before we get into anything, I want to stop and thank our sponsors for their continued support through these times. The Bruin Buzz Live is under the umbrella of Bruin Broadcasting Network, which is part of the award-winning student-produced journalism department at St. Joseph Catholic School. All of the work we produce is entirely student-done under the advisory of Mr. Terry Casarino with Principal Dina Kinsey's support. None of the work we do would be possible without the generous support of our sponsors. Sponsorship is how we keep our journalism programs going and make sure shows like these can air every week for you, the listener. This show, The Bruin Buzz Live, is made possible by Doug Thomas Percussion, Bank Plus, Bell Brothers Inc., The Blanchard Group, Brad Miller EXP Realty, Brent's Drugs, Bernini Grantham Grower and Hughes, Clements Realty, CrossFit Fossil Fuels, and John B. Stewart Real Estate Appraiser and Consultant. Alright, and we're back. As many of you, I'm sure, already know, earlier this week, the state governor, Tate Reeves, announced that all public schools would be closed for the end of the semester. Now, about a day after he made his announcement, uh, parents of Catholic school children received this letter from the Catholic Diocese of Jackson Office of Catholic Education. Quote, Dear Catholic school parents, First, thank you for your ongoing support of the Catholic school your children attend. Your support allows us to partner with you in a new way to provide Catholic education to our 3,661 students across the diocese. Please know that we recognize the added burden of distance learning has placed upon you parents. We know that across the diocese we have families that represent those that are struggling financially due to layoffs, juggling working from home while supervising your children, and others working in essential business businesses and professions that require you to go on each day, facing the coronavirus head-on. We know this new partnership in education 
has added to the stress the pandemic has placed on all of us. Each school has tried to keep learning going for their students. I have been pleased to see the daily prayer, faith formation lessons, and Lenten prayer experiences provided to your children. We believe that learning experiences infused with faith formation is what sets Catholic school education apart. Our hope is that during this difficult time, the added prayers and reflections provided to your families through the student lessons and social media have been a source of spiritual support for your family. Since, since March 13th, with the first directive to schools regarding what is now the COVID-19 pandemic, Diocesan Office of Education staff and Catholic school administrators across the diocese have met weekly as schools have navigated the new reality of distance learning in each of our schools. Our teachers have worked hard to keep learning and moving, keep learning moving forward for your children. Thank you, teachers. As you know, what began as a two-day time to prepare after spring break quickly changed to our most recent decision to stay closed through Friday, April 17th. Along the way, we have monitored the announcements of the medical and government, governmental leadership. It became clear that we would likely not return to school to finish the year. And, as you know, the governor announced yesterday that public schools would not return to the school building but would continue to provide distance learning. Because Bishop Copaz and I, in consultation with, di with di diocesan and local school administrators, agree that it is in the best interest of our students, your families, our staff, or the community in which you live, the Diocese of Jackson Catholic School buildings will remain closed for instruction and will continue with distance learning to complete this academic school term. In order to bring the school term to a successful end, the following schedule will be followed. April 15th through May 8th, distance learning instruction continues. May 8th through May 15th, students complete and submit as assignments and assessments. May 18th through May 21st, books, technology, team uniforms, etc. will be collected in a manner determined and communicated by the local school administrator. And then on May 22nd, final report cards are issued. End quote. That is from Superintendent of Catholic Schools, Kathy Cook, with the di di diocese, excuse me, I'm getting a little tongue-tied today, Diocese of Jackson. So, I, I read that letter to everyone just in case you hadn't got a chance to, you know, really read into it yourselves, because especially there at the end, I found some of those uh, dates interesting. Uh, it sounds like distance learning instruction ends May 8th. So, I'm assuming that that week, May 8th through May 15th, is strictly going to be like exam period. That's what I would guess, um, just based on how this is written. And then, of course, you have three days, May 18th through the 21st, to return any school technology and whatnot. And then for the Diocese of Jackson, final report cards come out May 22nd. So we will be ending about the same time we usually would when school ends out that you know last week of May. But just keep in mind... That there have been some rumors going around on the news and whatnot in different places. I'm not sure how reliable they are, so I'm not going to quote anyone here. But there has been some talk I've heard of schools starting later in the fall. Which, that, it, to me, it sounds like, man, they've got 
three months to get a handle on this, and they've already made progress. They came out and said, or when I say they, I'm talking about the powers that be, the World Health Organization and the CDC. They came out and said the curve was slowly flattening, and that fewer and fewer confirmed cases are being reported, you know, if you compare it to before social distancing. So it definitely seems like it is getting better. So as far as schools not going back at as regularly scheduled in the fall, that sounds kind of crazy, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see if we'll be distance learning the months of August and possibly September, or if they'll just do like they used to and schools will start in September. I'm not sure. I don't think anyone's really sure right now because there's really no good way to grasp this, get a get a you know wrap your mind around this whole pandemic. But uh, just be patient, and especially be patient with your teachers and anyone else who has to keep going to work during this. They're doing the best they can, um, and especially school teachers. This is a huge adjustment to them. It's an adjustment adjustment, excuse me, to the students. So just uh. Just keep that in mind when, you know, you get frustrated if an assignment's not posted in time or whatnot. Uh, everyone's struggling. I think everyone just needs to cut each other just a little bit of slack during these challenging times. But how about some good news? Um, this is in Bruin Sports. St. Joe swim team has had their first swimmer signed to swim or commit to swim D1. And that's going to be Kenny Thomas. He signed to swim at the at Cleveland Univer- Cleveland State University in Ohio. So shout out to Kenny. Excellent job. Uh, hopefully the first of many Bruins swimmers to go on and swim Division One. That's just awesome day for Bruins sports. I just found out myself literally as I hit record on this show. That's when I got the text from the coach. So great job, Kenny. Uh, can't wait to see what you do in Ohio. Alright, so now what you've all been waiting for, we're going to go into the interview with Clay and she's going to tell us all about what Yearbook is doing. We heard from Hannah Deer about two weeks ago in the first coronavirus episode about how Bruin News Now was keeping things going. Now we're going to go to the Yearbook. The Bruin Buzz Live is on the umbrella of Bruin Broadcasting Network, which is part of the award-winning student-produced journalism department at St. Joseph Catholic School. All of the work we produce is entirely student-done under the advisory of Mr. Terry Casarino with Principal Dina Kinsey's support. None of the work we do would be possible without the generous support of our sponsors. Sponsorship is how we keep our journalism programs going and make sure shows like these can air every week for you, the listener. This show, The Bruin Buzz Live, is made possible by Doug Thomas Percussion, Bank Plus, Bell Brothers Inc., The Blanchard Group, Brad Miller EXP Realty, Brent's Drugs, Bernini Grantham Grower and Hughes, Clements Realty, CrossFit Fossil Fuels, and John B. Stewart Real Estate Appraiser and Consultant. And we're back to the Bruin Buzz Live. Once again, I'm your host, Jack Clements, and for this segment of the show, I'm joined by the assistant editor of the Shield Yearbook, Clay Blanchard. Thanks for being on. Okay, so what are y'all doing for the yearbook? Because, you know, Corona has canceled everything. So right now, we are finishing everything that we can in the yearbook. So stuff that's already happened, and we're doing 
section dividers, and we're also coming up with backup plans for everything that got canceled and how we can still include that in the yearbook. Can you give an example? So we are doing two, we call them spreads, on coronavirus. And that's like when you open the book, there's two pages um, talking about the coronavirus and also showing um, things that got canceled. And you're like, we know these kids worked so hard on things like the musical and track and golf, and we still want to give them a spot in the yearbook. So even though they couldn't have their season, it's like a little bit of recognition. Yes. So how do you get pictures from that? Because, you know, golf, they had two tournaments before, but all their other ones were going to be after the coronavirus. And then sports like softball hadn't played a game yet. Uh, so, I mean, what, what exactly do you do for images? The best thing to do is to reach out to parents and players and see if they have any pictures at all. And if they don't, we have to decide if we want to just list all the people that were a part of it or if we want to stage pictures where we just go and take them and make them look like we took them like at the event um, and things like that. So if you're going to stage something like a, a golf match, would you call a golf player and be like, hey... Can, yeah. <laughs> can you go find some green grass and hold a club or something? Yeah, actually, um, in last year's yearbook, I mean, nobody can even tell, but the whole archery page is staged because nobody took pictures until the end of the season. Oh, so like it just kind of blends together. Mm-hmm. You just get them holding the bow, and that's good enough. Yeah, I think the person that did the page went to one of their practices okay. and got a couple pictures from parents. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, other things that like you can't really stage. I mean, Bruinthon, for example. Yeah. How are y'all going to cover that in the yearbook? I think we're going to write a story about it and what happened. Maybe since this year, it's the 150th year and we're doing flashbacks, which is like older pictures. We might do that. Just use and... past Bruinthons. Yeah, and we also are going to look for pictures that we have from fundraisers this year. Okay. So that isn't, like, the hardest one, but something like prom, how do you do that? Because, I mean, you could use old pictures, but they were probably used last year. We're still working on prom. We're probably going to do old pictures, but um, I think we're going to figure that out today. I'm meeting with um, Mr. Castorino and our editor later today on Zoom. (laughs) So, have y'all been doing these Zoom meetings often trying to get a game plan? Yeah, we do them like twice a week. I got you. I mean, is it kind of crazy? Because I know from the broadcast perspective, it's we're trying to make something out of nothing. Is that pretty much how it is for the yearbook? Yeah, because we want everyone to have their spot in the yearbook. And we want everybody to feel special. But we still want our book to look as classical as it can. So, I mean... What is the hardest part about trying to make it, you know, one, look like a real yearbook with real events and keep it classy, but also cover things that didn't happen? Um, I mean, it's really important to listen to everyone's ideas because, you know, somebody else could think of something that you just didn't even, like, did not even come to mind and it could look awesome. 
Right. So you've just got to, you know, have like a round table. Be open to anything. Okay. So, I mean, what is one of the main ideas that's looking like a front runner right now? Oh, what do you mean? Like, for what page? You said you've got to listen to everybody's ideas and, you know, be open-minded. What is one thing that y'all are really considering right now as, like, the best option? So, we didn't finish all of our group shots for, like, clubs and honor societies and things like that. And we know that we can't get all these big groups together. So what we're probably going to do is list all the people that are part of these things um, in the space that we had for them, but just without a picture. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're almost out of time, but while I've got you, um, you're also, well, we're, we both are on the Bruinthon Committee, but you are, yeah. you know, closer to the top of the totem pole than I am. Yeah. So what are we going to do about that? Um. Mary Grace and Miss Skeets and I have been talking, and as far as we know right now, we're trying to postpone and maybe do it in the summertime, but um, it's still a little unpredictable right now. So, can you give us any details, or is the, st- is the uh, theme still going to be the same? Yes, the theme is still going to be the same, and it's still going to be lots of fun, even though it's not exactly how we planned it. And we hope that we get a good turnout because it's really about raising money for the kids. Of course. And there are already people signed up before, you know, yeah, the coronavirus yeah. canceled everything. So, I mean, what is going on with them? I mean, are, are they still eager to just wait? Or, like, have y'all talked to any of the sign-up-ees yet is what I'm trying to ask. We have not, but... As far as I know, everybody that signs up is still going to have an awesome time, and they're still going to get their service hours, and it's going to be awesome. All right, well, that is... As soon as we know, like, what is going on, we will let everyone know. All right, sounds good. So you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Just stay tuned, and they'll try and keep you up to date. Thanks for being on, Chloe. Thank you. You're listening to Bruin Broadcasting Network's production of the Bruin Buzz Live. This is a 30-minute interview show airing every single week for you, the listener. We're doing the best we can to keep shows like this and the Bruin News Now newscast out for you every week on Fridays, even during the coronavirus pandemic and the shelter-in-place order. We're all working diligently from home and remotely to put these productions together for you, the listener. We thank you for your continued support. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Clay Blanchard on the Bruin Buzz Live. So as you can see, we are still working hard. Um, Students just as hard as, you know, the teachers and administrators to get these student-led things uh, just to keep them going. And like you heard, Bruinthon is even looking to reschedule to this summer. Um, that you know, of course, that is St. Joe's largest annual fundraiser for Blairy Blairy Batson Children's Hospital, and we're still working on ways to make that possible. But you know, speaking of fundraisers and things like that, one thing that you know I just want to point out, I've been looking up a lot lately, is feel-good stories that have come out of the pandemic, because. 
right now I feel like everybody's just focusing on, you know, what's wrong. You know, we have the coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever you choose to call it by, you know, and it's just terrible and it's all gloom and doom. But there are actually some really good things and like things that will just make you smile. So here's one. This is from People Magazine. And it's this, it's about this girl in South Dakota. So they were doing virtual math class and she was having a lot of trouble with the concept. Her teacher, listen to this, her teacher came to her house, was outside her, her like screen door is what it looks like in the picture with a whiteboard showing her how to walk out, work out the problem where they could hear each other and it was one-on-one help through the glass. But still, I mean, for him to go out of his way to go and do that, that, that really is going above and beyond. So it's things like that that are just great. And then here's another one. This is from the Los Angeles Times. Let me pull it back up for you. So it's about this six-year-old girl who lives right across the street from her grandfather. And her grandfather is older, and it says that he has some health conditions, so he is a high-risk person for the coronavirus. But they stopped, their neighborhood stopped traffic, and they got to have a dance party six feet, six feet apart in the street. And definitely go look this up. It is just the sweetest thing. So, I mean, whenever you just need to see the good, go and look up feel-good stories because they're happening all the time. You know, you've got teachers going, making house calls to work stuff out through a window just to help a student falling behind. You've got... Uh, granddaughter grandfather dance parties happening in the street uh, one thing you know in my neighborhood a lot of our neighbors we've colored we've colored our uh, sidewalks with sidewalk chalk and on ours uh, ours and our next door neighbor that we had Bible verses out there um, you know we've come together as a neighborhood every Tuesday night we're doing a prayer vigil as like a whole neighborhood we're all in our driveways and we hold candles and we say the Lord's Prayer and uh, just have like moments of silence to pray for the healthcare workers and everything else. So just think about those things and just try and stay positive. But in terms of, so I kind of went off on a tangent there. I, I digress. Going back to St. Joe news, of course we are out the rest of the year, but things are still going to be happening. Miss Kinsey, Principal Dean, or Dr. Kinsey now, uh, Miss Dr. Kinsey, <laughs> She sent out an email for seniors saying that they were still planning to do some kind of graduation. Not sure when or how, but she really strongly does not want to do it virtually. So, Bruin family, be on the lookout for that. I'm sure they'll have the details as soon as they can possibly get them. Uh, You'll see on the newscast this week, we kind of did a... uh, Kind of like a meet the press kind of deal, where a lot of our uh, Brew News Now staff showed what they've been doing from home over the quarantine, you know, with their families and whatever. And I will tell you, if you watch that and are now watching this, that Monopoly game is still going on. And for those of you who do not know what I'm talking about, at my house, my family, we started playing Monopoly three and a half weeks ago. And it started out the four of us. It was me, my brother, my dad, and my mom. About two weeks in, 
my dad and my brother go bankrupt. I think they're really just try, tired of playing the game and gave up. It is still me and my mom playing this game of Monopoly that will not end. I'm really debating just giving up, but probably not. Gonna probably just stick it out. But, you know, some perspective. Every owned property has a hotel on it. The rents are insane. It, it's absolutely crazy. But yeah, that's still going on. But definitely, you know, Bruin family, let us know what y'all are doing during this uh, pandemic with your families. Uh, just find something else to do that you don't normally do. Make it fun, because it's not like you can go anywhere. <laughs> just think about it that way. You might as well make the most of it. But uh, that's going to be all for this week on the Bruin Buzz Live. Uh, tune in next week. I hope you all had a happy Easter I was not able to get a show out last week. We had a short school week, and even in those three days, I was so busy with different classes, so I wasn't able to put one together. But I do plan on continuing this throughout the school year. Um, so just keep listening. And, of course, we're not on WJXC anymore, uh, just temporarily until we can go back to the building. But anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find this show. You're listening to Bruin Broadcasting Network's production of the Bruin Buzz Live. This is a 30-minute interview show airing every single week for you, the listener. We're doing the best we can to keep shows like this and the Bruin News Now newscast out for you every week on Fridays, even during the coronavirus pandemic and the shelter-in-place order. We're all working diligently from home and remotely to put these productions together for you, the listener. We thank you for your continued support.